so and we're back um we're in the middle of a heat wave uh it's episode 15 we're all sweating our bollocks off in rooms windows closed just to get the best possible sound quality for you people you are of course listening to pro painted and i'm joined by mr ian gilmore hopefully no microphone issues this episode Hopefully. Hello, Matt. How are you? Not bad. Not bad. Disappointed that we basically, you just had to fuck off halfway through the last episode, which is a bit we of a did, shame. Yeah. Bit yes, of it was. Did you yeah. listen back to the episode? I did. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Yeah. It's, um, it's quite, it was interesting to listen to Tim talking about how he goes about doing stuff. Yeah, it went it good. It went. It was very well received. I mean, to be honest, the interview episodes always are. Uh, well, I say interview, hobby chat. Let's be honest. Um, but yeah, again, it's um, he was very good at kind of explaining, you know, how he approaches things. And I think people really like the idea of the narrative side about how he was bringing that through to his models and how he put that thought behind them. Yeah. So that was quite a cool perspective to get. And I am also joined by newly with child. He's now officially. The first podcast he's been on as a dad. I'm, of course, joined by Chris, uh, no, Rob Ellis. <laughs> Chris, you'll have a heart attack when he listens to that. Um, hi, guys. How are you? Hi, mate. Welcome back. It's good, good, to, good to have you back. And you are you are keeping up with your promise of, um, you know, a, a new child is not going to interfere with recording for the podcast. You've been you've been right there when we needed you. Yeah, yeah. So uh, I've managed to get my hobby in when I can and... Uh... Yes, yeah, all going all going well. Although speaking to some of my uh, sort of friends that have had ch- children recently, it's uh, it's quite an easy bit, easy stage at the moment because they only really sort of sleep, eat, and shit. So um, it's they're when they're of, sort of they're kind of like Tamagotchis at the moment, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah, kind of. Uh, <laughs> Mine used to always they, die they, though. Oh, well, there you are. <laughs> um, but the... have you ever thought why Pokemon <laughs> don't die when they're in the balls? Because you don't like feed them mm. or anything. No, I, I, I don't. Maybe it's that it's maybe best. they're in like maybe they're in it's like a quantum state when they're in the ball, and right. it's like the it's like the cat thing in the box, isn't it? Are they there? Yeah, they're only the there when you yeah. yeah so uh, anyway, back to children. Um, no, uh, I managed. Sorry, go on uh, in. Um, and why aren't Pokemon balls full of shit? Because <laughs> they're in a quantum state. We just discussed that in. That's it. Rob's yeah. just explained it to us. They're in a quantum state. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's going well and, and and getting some some hobby done where I can. So yeah, all good. Awesome, brilliant. Well, it's 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 lovely to have the three of us together. And um, I don't know about you, Ian, but I'm I'm in a particularly good mood knowing that we are basically a week away from the celebration of awesomeness that is Boss Fest. Yes, you of course are attending. Now you weren't there yeah. last year, were you? No, I couldn't. There's a reason why I couldn't make it. I can't All the year it before. It's only been on three years. Yeah, you only went to the first one. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, miss, yeah, winter one, Yeah. I think. Yeah. So I've been to two and I missed one last year. You didn't miss it last year? Yeah, I did. No, you didn't. No, no you didn't. I think, you did. I, you, I, I think you've just added uh, one. Have it, I just added one, have I? Yeah. Did Silver, I think Silver, last, Silver Nef come out last year? No, but you were there last year. No, I wasn't there last year. Because you had 100%. The, you had the year when you were faffing about trying to bring like a camper van or something up, and then that was the second year. Then we saw the fir- you first first year. Up. First year was first year, <laughs> first year was AOS, with, where I slept in a in a collapsed tent the first night, and then in my car the second night. The second year 
was Sylvaneth launch. I went, I came down with Adam and Liz, and then last year I missed it. Oh, did you? Oh, that's yeah. a shame. Well, you. you're missing it this year. I mean, I don't know what your excuse is this year. I don't know. Neither do I. No, it's supposed no. to do with the child. But no mind. Anyway, so yes, that's um, that's Scott, formerly of the the um, uh, the Black Sun podcast, Scott the Boss, um, as he's self nicknamed Wanker. Self-proclaimed. <laughs> Oh, I love to. I used to work with him. He's just he's just quit, and um, I love telling people at work all about that. He's a self nicknamed wanker. Um, yeah, so he's putting on Boss Fest next week, um, so it's going to be amazing. Weather looks good, not like too hot, but looks decent. So that's going to be AOS to goodness all over the place. And I'm hoping I might actually get to play you at something, Ian. Yeah, I think I'm going to take some. I might take some AOS, and I think I might take some Shades by Nice. I went to Shades by Um but probably I just. I might just bring AOS. Yeah. Just have a, have a couple of practice games with the Iron Jaws. Yeah, I'll, we'll push around some push around some AOS. That sounds legit. So that's kind of event-wise we've got coming up um, for now. Um, I want to just give a little bit of a shout-out to them. We do also have Blackout coming up. And again, it's not far away at all. Early August. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be awesome. AOS yeah, is coming up fast. Yeah, AOS2 is really shaking that one up, so that's going to be great. So before we go any further, um, we'll start with Rob, because obviously you, you haven't been on for a couple of episodes. Um, what have you been up to uh, in the hobby then, bud? Oh, loads, loads, let me tell you. Um, it's nice to actually get a word in. Um, yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> um, obviously still, I mean, let's be honest, still been working on Bellacore, so... Uh, that's great. Ian, what have you been up to? Fantastic. <laughs> um, don't start, man. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, I think um, the last point, I, I'd, I'd kind of been procrastinating. I'd, I'd finished off the base and I was kind of working through the, the sort of bits of sub-assembly. So the Slayer of Kings, I think I'd, I'd managed to get done by the last podcast. Um, I'd started working on his uh, on the head and some of the armour sections as well. Um, been trying out some uh, sort of true... I, I, I was kind of debating whether to go for a non-metallic metal, and I thought, well, you know, given that I haven't really sort of done that successfully on a model, trying to do it on a model that's sort of, you know, nearly a foot tall, um, would probably, even if it was done really well, look rubbish because of the scale of the model, if that makes sense. You don't think, yes. you don't tend to see non-metallic metal on big models. Yeah, and you'd almost have because to of the na- have to be spot on because yeah, everything exactly, you yeah. did wrong would, would would really really show. Would stand out. Yeah. So um, I, I kind of went okay. Well, I'll and, and plus all the metallics on the on the base because obviously the base is exploding realm gate and it just it would just it would probably take a couple of years to to do it you know spot on. Um, so I thought I'd, I'd I'd really have a bash at sort of getting the true metallic metal sort of technique as it's sort of referred to done, and I've had some really good feedback on that. Um, the yeah. crown on on his on his head and sort of doing the sort of doing the the, the blending and the gradients that you see on like the sort of fancy swords and that that people do to get that effect and worked quite well on my on my mixed order stuff on the. Kernoth blades and the the spear on the Celestine Prime and the the blade on the Dragon Rider. Um, so I thought, okay, we'll try that. Kind of kind of did a bit of research and thought I'd try that with actual metallics, so a lot of glazes, 
a lot of wash, you know, sort of targeted washes. Right? Um, yeah. You know, uh, I know we, we sort of we joke about it, but um, you know, some of the sort of feedback that I had when I was made contact with the guys at the heavy metal team was that a lot of their sort of washes on when they do it on, especially on metals. You know, it's not just a sort of slap it all over kind of wash. It's very targeted, um, and they'll do sort of a perhaps an all over one with a quite a, like a, not watered down but with medium just so it sort of picks up all the detail and then really hit the, the sort of the, the recessed parts with with darker washes so I kind of took that approach with the, with the metals um, and sort of getting that blending going and, and sort of fading out and, and really sort of taking on board what you know the feedback that I had over my last time about the, just about the contrast and making sure that you know where something where two bits meet you know one bit's as light as it potentially can be and the bit this meeting is as dark as it can potentially be just so that you get it to pop um and i think that's worked really well on the metals uh started on doing the the blade haft as well and i think you, you mentioned that you, you quite like the effect on that and and sort of picking and it was it was doing that and picking trying to edge highlight each of the the wrapping on the barding that I, I it's either me getting old and my eyesight faltering or just the fact that I can't focus that you know sort of well that I found that a little bit sort of frustrating in there I think it you know I, I managed to get it clean and it, it looks good and the highlights are all in the right place um but what that led me to do is actually buy um I did a bit of research and bought some magnifying glasses like um hobby kind of magnifying glasses um yeah. I, I shared a couple of Shared a couple of picture, pictures on 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 Twitter about them, and they're just a revelation. Revelation made absolutely like they've just changed. I'm, I'm actually going to go back on some of the bits that are already completed, like the head and and stuff. And just because it you got the the two times magnification, just makes it does what it says on a tin, makes things twice as big. Um, so you can really nail. The really fine sort of edge highlighting and, and making sure the you know the blends are really tight and stuff. So with that, you know, working on the wings, the Bellacore, pretty much they're pretty much done now. Um, I shared a cut. I haven't really sort of put too much whip up on Twitter with those, but I think I'm I'm really happy with how how they've come out. And and I, I spent actually um, I spent an evening uh, with Byron on on Skype. Um, sort of going, just going back and forth with some feedback and, and some uh, some sort of advice that he had uh, about doing it. Obviously, he's done quite, you know, he's obviously now well-renowned for his, his really good blending and stuff like that. So especially with the big areas of skin and stuff on, on Bellacore, just kind of wanted to get some feedback with that. And I, I'm, I'm really kind of, you know, when you hold it, when you look, sort of look at it against the, the Forest Dragon that I've done or the Celestin Prime, like... It's it's a it's quantum. It's a, it's a yeah. It's, it's it's a real sort of big leap in, in as far as sort of my my painting results, as it were. And it's I'm, I'm just really happy with it. Do you know what I mean? I'm really chuffed, and I, uh, you know I know that uh, you know I've always had sort of good feedback on the on the conversion side of it all. But I'm really sort of you know happy with the 
sort of progress that I've made with the with the painting side of it. And not to, I don't mean to sound sort of big headed and people have always said to sort of you know not to stop being as humble. Uh, and I'm I'm not for one second, you know, sort of saying that it's up there with with you know, it's gonna start winning, you know, as an army, it's gonna start winning sort of awards left, right and centre. Um but certainly as far as just the personal kind of development in, in my skill and ability I'm I'm really really chuffed with it, you know. Yeah, I, I I completely agree that with that, and it's, I think you're you are saying something that I've been kind of echoing when I've been talking about my zinch as well. Um, but I think most certainly with what you're doing, you know, it's going to turn heads because you are doing something pretty damn unique. We don't really see armies like that done. If you do an army to the standard you're doing Bellacor with supporting elements, it's, there's not many things like that out there at all. Thanks, man. Um, and on on that, um, so obviously with the, you know, it, given that uh, sort of in mind, and, and with you know, there's a couple of bits of changes with the with the new general's handbook and prices, and, and and the one thing that affected it was obviously marauders now not being able to just slot them in as battle line and uh, and whatnot. I'd I'd kind of planned to use uh, marauder marauders made out of the Kyrak acolytes, and I've been on bloody bit sites buying up marauder shields. Um, and, and they sort of gone by the way so now because you know chiropractic uh, you can fill them in tens and only 20 points more um obviously with a change with pink horrors meant i had to kind of tweak my list a little bit um so what i've, I've done and again it's just going to be uh, as we've sort of referred to in the past a, a matt clark or a, a little boy's army where there's just one of everything it's not going to be very competitive highland um, is the appropriate term yeah sorry um and all I'm that the Clark army people yeah, will definitely yeah. not get that <laughs> some people will they've just been inside low um, but uh, it's to do a unit of Sinch warriors um, and it's, it's something that I've, I've always had in the back of my mind that I'd quite like and you see quite a lot of Stormcast sort of conversions uh, out there where people sort of, you know and then there's some that are done really well but more often you know more, and the paint jobs are awesome I mean Travis's army for example that he's working on this Slaves to Darkness army and there are a couple of other examples out there of people that have taken like the Stormcast chassis or for want of a better word and, and kind of used that and um, I didn't want it to be you know a lot of them are just sort of liberators with Chaos Knight heads whacked on them uh, and you know Stormcast iconography taken off and a, and a Chaos Shield put in their place but I kind of want to do something a little bit different but it's turned out to be prohibitively expensive thing to do and I, I, I had a couple of bits and bobs <laughs> knocking about um, and yeah I, I, I put it on Twitter and it's got it actually got more likes than the photo of my new more my new child which is a bit, <laughs> bit strange yeah. we don't follow you um, on Twitter yeah. for photos of your baby mate <laughs> no no exactly yeah. um, I don't think I like the, that to be fair but with you know using the Vanguard uh, bodies and the uh, I found actually, I, I looked at the Liberator ones and thought, you know, I've got a surplus of Bar- uh, Vanguard Hunters, mm-hmm. the Storm from the Stormcast, surplus. and uh, and and their their legs are a little bit more dynamic. Yes. Um, the tabard, the sort of the tabards are easier to Cock. and therefore to, to to cut off because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's made it a little bit easier to sort of replace certain parts and they're a little bit later on in the range or so some of them are like they've got a little bit of scenery integrated to the legs and stuff so they look a little bit cooler um, and yeah knocked up a, a zinch 
warrior chaos sort of work. I mean, that, that's kind of, you know, uh, obviously having to pick and choose my hobby time, actually getting stuck into, you know, painting something with Bellacore or, you know, I, I can do little bits that work towards the army as a whole. Now that, uh, I was kind of in limbo with, with the overall army side of it until general's hand, the new general's handbook and more specifically OS two, uh, you know, obviously the little points changes here and there don't really, make much of a difference you know you can sort of sub in this that and the other or, or tweak something um but at least having an, an army now that you know i've set myself a goal of south coast next year to get it done which i think's um you know very achievable uh given now that i feel that um a lot of going into this project uh and i've said it before there wasn't a lot of yardsticks as to paint schemes and stuff so Bellacore is kind of like yes you've got the original one and obviously you've got the yeah, uh, model that it's drawing a lot of inspiration from um, and the Egrim model as well uh, sort of thinking oh, how am I actually going to paint that but now I've got a, you know I'm now I'm locked in on what colours I'm going to do um, and I'll be trying out a few extra sort of techniques on on Egrim as well uh, which uh, if you don't mind me sort of talking about um, the armour no, the the arm. A lot of his armor panels are, are on the dragon, are taken from the Magnus figure. Um, oh yeah. And uh, so there's a lot of sort of uh, edging and gold work on there, but there's a lot of inlays on it, and I, I can't remember exactly how they painted that on the uh, on the one that they did. Obviously, the they, they did a Duncan video on it, and obviously the box art one. Um, but I'm gonna do a lot. Of, I'm gonna do all the inlay on the armor in marble. And actually oh, try out good. like the sort of the veiny kind, the vein work with the. You see, there's a lot of uh, sort of tutorials out there, you know, using sort of Agrax and Reichland to sort of do the different tones of veins work through the marble and stuff. And I thought that'd be quite a cool zinchy kind of thing to have, you know, if the armor plate has as that kind of look so as well. He's planning on cream marble. Yeah, because it'll pop. I think obviously the the the, the main colour of the dragon is like blues through purples through reds yeah so that white with the gold trim will will, will hopefully well it should uh, jump out um the only thing i was kind of it's very you're very borderline kind of emperor's children kind of color ways there you're sort of getting into kind of slanesh almost but i think if uh, i keep the tones and the hues you know quite vibrant rather than sort of drawing into the pastel kind of colours, um, you know, keep them quite poppy and quite bright. I think yeah. uh, I think it'll be fine. Uh, the thing that kind of inspired that was looking at the Kairos model, and obviously that, that's the colourway that I've used for the dragon. Like things like um, having that, just little things like the tabard being that sort of paler colour on Kairos and like the little like the scabbard on his little blade... And just little details, little details like that. There's almost like a spot colour, and I yeah. think that would work quite well. So, and, and and you can almost, I could perhaps use that, you know, perhaps use that across the sort of have that going through like the Zinch warriors, you know, their shields. You know, perhaps have it on the shields or certain armor panels on the the warriors, or it, that could be a theme, perhaps that I could use. But you know, it's another technique. It's not something that I don't think will be too hard to do and obviously do a couple of test things on some spare bits of plastic card or whatever but 
just to get the sort of brush, you know, to get the kind of muscle memory going on how to do that kind of thing. But I think that'll be fine. But yeah, just all, all, all systems go and yeah, you know, got, I, I picked up my, uh, I went and picked up my, um, general's, is it the warlord edition? They call it the, the new general's handbook. Um, and I ordered a, cause it's direct only. I ordered a cheeky death claw. Um, so I've got him oh, here nice. in front of me. Um, and obviously for the uh, good Archeon conversion that I'm going to do for the, the Stormcast, I've got him sat next to, uh, I've got the bits here sat next to a Star Drake to sort of try and get that size. And body-wise, he's not that far off. He'll need a bit of sort of expanding and whatnot. But yeah, the uh, we'll, we'll sort of save that for the listener questions because I know there's a few ones in there about what we plan to do with the new, if there's anything we plan to do with the new miniatures. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Sorry, it's been a bit of a no. It's been a while, so it's worth catch up. Been around, yeah. One thing I did want to mention, talking about um, white colour scheme and gold, is I would be very careful with that, and I would definitely give that a few testers first because I have tried it, and white doesn't contrast very well with the gold. No. That's the only thing. That's the one thing that I've been thinking, and yeah. Is it really? It's just one of those where you put the two colours together because you, with the gold, you're you, you can't help but highlight up with you know with silvers, and as soon yeah. as you start bringing that into the palette of the golds, mm. you just start blending into the white. So yeah, yeah. it's why black and gold works so well, isn't it? Because it's completely opposite, and it it, it pops. Um, so yeah, maybe that's something to consider. Maybe. But it's maybe worth do out. like a black, maybe do like an onyxy kind of marbling. That would look good. like you, you know, like you see like the black marbling. I think that might work. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be a natural marbling, does it? No, uh, yeah. true, very no, true. Have, so you, no, you can yeah. you can just be any colour you want. You can paint it, as Ian said. You don't have to use marble to build the model. Don't go down that route. <laughs> <at all. laughs> but yeah, that's 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 what I've been been working on. Awesome, brilliant. So what, and also I was going to say, it's um, I'm kind of glad that you didn't go out your way and get everything kind of built ready for AOS two because, as you say with Marauders, that would have been a bit heartbreaking to get to that stage where they're built, green stuffed, ready to go, and uh, yeah, yeah, that all changes. I would, I would have, I would have, I think I would have just bit the bullet and had to do another. <laughs> well, it's it was two units. The thing is, it was two two units of ten yeah. originally, so it would have just been. One unit. one unit, one unit, and and fill in sort of some somewhere else. But yeah, it's a bit bit of a shame with the um, you know the sort of much hyped, oh Archeon's going to get a price drop, and you know forty points is is fairly happy. It's a it's an endless spell. It's almost a command point. Um, but then Kairos goes up by forty, and and the I mean Gaunt Summoner goes up by God knows how much. So yeah, it was a. Is a bit. Uh, my skyfires have been relegated. Well, I say relegated. You seem to have. You like seem to uh, rate them, but they've been they've been changed to enlightened, and it pretty much keeps the list. Yeah, it's good. The same as, as what it was. And yeah, I mean to be honest, now with with the with the changes to shooting as well. Um, obviously, I mean skyfires are still skyfires, um, but enli- I I really rate enlightened. Um, and they haven't got up in points. 
Oh, no, exactly. And with the changes to shooting in AOS 2, um, for those who maybe have not picked up on it yet, so your Skyfires are shooting heroes at minus one to hit for the next two units, and if you're in combat, you're going to have to shoot the unit in combat with. Not a massive nerf to Skyfires, if I'm entirely honest, because I used to find a lot of the time it was more beneficial if I was stuck in combat to shoot the thing I was fighting, so then yeah. fuck off and charge something else. So... No, that's good. Um, and Chaos Warriors, how many are you doing? Because you know they come in fives. Yeah, ten. You are doing ten. See, I would always yeah. have to do ten. I keep getting tempted to go, oh, no, well, I can't only, do five. It's only 90 yeah. points or whatever for five. Oh, no, yeah, no, I'll, I'll take... I, I need well, I've got over... well, the thing is, I've got um, a unit of... I think it's 15 that I did for the Ming Invitationals, and then they're not uh, to a, a these, you know, the old style ones. And they're they're sort of they're kind of based one wash and almost like one layer so they'd only be sort of another layer and a couple of edge highlighting and and, da, 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 and they'd be of a good you know they'd be great they'd, they, you know that they, they would fit into the army but they just i don't know it's just something but they just i think it's just psychological thing it was something that i did for the old style stuff um plus it's no, where you got a yeah, it's something you've moved away from, isn't it? At the end, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and they look, they do look, you know, next to things like you know, blood warriors and blight lords and even pirate acolytes, they do look like a previous generation of of models, you know. Yeah, yeah, pirate acolytes are almost basically an upgraded, up to date version of Chaos Marauders. That's that's yeah, design design wise, and they are lovely models and i think down the road i'm i'm probably going to have another 10 to paint because they are now useful which is which, yeah which is a good thing awesome so ian what about yourself i'm guessing yours is put your your hobby logs going to be uh, a bit smaller a bit easier to push out i guess yeah you could say that i've um haven't been i haven't done an awful lot because it's been too hot yeah it's been um so I'm, I've tried to paint some witch elves, but I just failed miserably and just gave up. Have you? Uh, because sorry to interrupt. Have you found when you've been painting? I I, I found this the other day. Um, I opened a brand new pot of um, Macrag blue to paint with, and two days later, when I go back to it, it's all claggied up already. So that's how hot it is. No, no, I haven't. I haven't noticed that. Um, yeah, I just um, don't enjoy painting in this heat, so I haven't been doing that. So what I've been doing instead is building stuff. Um, so I've built um, my the last of the witch elves I've built now. I've built the all the kinnavaya built, all the snakes are built. Um, so yeah, so the majority of the daughter's army is now built, awesome. which is good. Um, and I've also. So yeah, so it's, and it's a part which I don't particularly enjoy doing. So just good, just to get rather than do nothing at all and have no progress, I just decide to do something that is feasible yeah. to do, um, just to move forward slowly. Um, so yeah, so it's kind of it's, and I've also been buying stuff. So. Oh, a classic, a classic dom there. Of, uh, yeah. So I, so I bought myself um, a. Lelith Hesplax, I think that's the right pronunciation, I might be wrong. The Dark Elder special character. Boycast? So it is, yeah. yeah. So, because I want to I cut her face off, so it'd be easier with Finecast. Yeah. 
and then just put her in the um, corner of the room. Just like, yeah, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> so I got her. I bought a uh, dark elder so slide. Can we go? Can we go back? Why have you cut? <laughs> Why do you just want to cut her face off? Well, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna replace it with a um, with a mask. Right. Okay. Because she, she's in a in the sculpts in a slightly different style to the witch elves. Yes. Um, it's hard to when you see them side by side. They look like they they from a different range. So I think the easiest way to get around that is um, replace her face with a mask. So I'm going to use the... I think I'm going to use the... Um, I can't remember what they're called now. The uh, snakes with the, the the combat ones. Okay, yep. That's good um, so I think, I'm, I think I'm either going to use that or, the, or the, one of the faces from the um, heart renders. Yeah. So one of those two. So I'm just I'm gonna have a look see what size fits better. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what I'm gonna use it for yet. It's either gonna be I think it's gonna be used as a hag on foot. Yeah. But it might vary. Um, but I've also bought some more dark elder stuff. I bought the um, slive. I think I don't know slive. The snake bodyguard dude. Yeah. And the um, is it Lamian? Or Lamian? So the, the chained up, the, big-headed mask thing. No, it's the woman with the um, who's like the poisoner. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Um, so I'm gonna somehow. I bought them with the vague idea of splicing them together. Um, but I haven't worked it out yet. But I'm gonna splice them together somehow, vague. and I'm gonna use that. Just, just as a, a, a thing. It's Lamian, like the, the medium. Oh right. Were you going to? Were you going to cut one face off one and face off the other one, and then swap the faces over and then reenact face off the movie (laughs) with Um, cast models? Possibly. Um, I think I'm going to cut. I think I'm going to. I think I might use her as a Medusa. Um, Just do like a little Medusa on foot, and have the the Medusa comes with the blood rock shrine. Uh, on the shrine itself. Yeah. Um, I don't think you get away with using that as a Medusa. I don't know. No. Maybe. No. I don't know. I, I, it'd be, it'd be, I had her as the hag it, on my cauldron of blood. Yeah, that's as a I, hag, she's I'm, perfect. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm definitely gonna spice it together with a snake body and a snake tail. Oh, okay. All right. Um. um and then I'm going to. I think I'm going to put the the slithe face splice that onto the hag's face and paint it as a mask so she's got like a lizard gold lizard mask yeah um, have you seen just as a quick thing have you ever seen like um i think it's a netflix documentary like in the mind of a murderer or something you know like when they have like those when when, when they uh, interview sort of these serial killers yeah. and they just seem like really you know nonchalantly talking about <laughs> cutting people's faces off and splicing things together and you know it's like that yeah. I mean, transformer that was made out of dead insect parts that we yeah, saw in the last time wouldn't it it's like yeah uh, Ian Ian <laughs> Ian's just desensitised <laughs> to violence by the fact he's just chopping up um, um, fine cast models and sticking their faces on each other yeah 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 well it sounds interesting yeah yeah, yeah. yeah so um, I think it's um I've got no real plan on how it's going to work yet, but, but 
it's like the opposite. It's like the opposite of Rob, whereas Rob yeah, is, yeah. you know, you know, Super very planned. Everything fits together perfectly. Well, I'm just, I'm thinking I'm just going to bodge it together and and cover the picture and look shit with green stuff. Are you just just out of interest? Are you interested in taking up taxidermy at all? Is that something else you're going to kind of branch out into? Uh, I don't. You've got to talk. So. You've got to talk about the fish heads. That's a brilliant segue to your fish heads, isn't it? For your chaos inch nights, you are going to buy. You're going to like preserve actual fish heads in formaldehyde and stick them to the bodies of dracos or something, weren't you? At one point, I'm pretty sure we had that conversation. I'm, I'm fairly sure you just made that up. I was talking no, about no. using. I was talking about using fish heads as for on a drift charger. Yeah. I was I was wanted a plastic model, not an actual fish head. Oh right. Okay. I love the fact Rob just defaulted to an actual fish head. Well, saying that back in the day, Diesel, what he was doing is well, when he, he when he was working on his Undead Empire army, he was looking at. He just we spent weeks talking to him, and he just kept Dead showing us photos heads. of bird heads, just trying to work out if it'd be the right size for a demigriff. Could you just buy bird spots <laughs> off eBay? It's just like, uh, it's like no, no. That's awesome. And some of the um, mentioned before is sorry to sorry to jump in. Somebody did a really weird. They made a transformer. They like sculpted it just out of dead bugs and beetles and stuff. It was just horrible. So that's yeah. Um, talking about taxidermy though, ran, this is very random. Um, I was looking for um, yeah, I was looking for things to display models in. Right. Okay. Um, just as like a um, display. Just for display, put things on you know a shelf or in like a, so to protect from dust. And a lot of the taxidermy cases are quite large and quite like a bell shape. Yeah. Glass cover. Yeah. So I might yeah, at some I, point I, I might at some point buy some taxidermy things. It might well, be my gateway drug. Well, I've got um, I've got an account with a taxidermy website. Actually. <laughs> it's where it's where. Um, on a previous podcast that's where I got my Aves epoxy sculpt from it's the only one of the only places in the UK that actually ship it over from the states and they've got like a whole section like of like like different like um eyes and you can right. filter it by like and they're just these little like gem eyes like sort of you know like beads basically but the uh, that are actually eyes and it's yeah it's quite interesting when you're on the website when you like put like the epoxy stuff into your car does it like come up with other customers almost always also bought this a dead fox yeah, <laughs> yeah. i assume that's how the websites work i think so it's pretty much how they all work these days isn't it uh yeah anyway um that was a, that was a nice little tangent um so I actually have been braving the weather and doing some painting. Um, I'm a little bit lucky in that it's not too hot in my my little hobby room. Um, and I have now finished my From Ember to Inferno campaign army. Um, Yay. Yay. We should be having the final game on Thursday. Um, so that's that's basically resulted in me having to paint up. I've um, I did my so last time we recorded I was talking about my my thermoturge. Um, and I've um, painted a Chaos Spawn, which is Night Spawn from Forge World. Um, and I finished that up with three flamers, um, mm. which I actually really enjoy painting. They're, they're, again, unfortunately, they're secondhand models again, so n- not perfect. And there's some gaps on them which bug me slightly. Um, but 
I I actually in the end quite liked them. Um, I think the fact that I'd painted like the old metal ones before, and the newer kind of plastic ones, the details are a bit better defined. Um, although I still did find a lot of the detail around the face because there's an awful lot going on with those faces. A lot of it was quite obscured. Um, so I wasn't overly happy about that. But they're, they're painted up now. Yeah, I think they'll come out quite nicely. I've done them in my light blue um, colour, which you used across the board, which is um, which is based on the scale 75 paint, uh, which is the bearing blue, um, working in the, uh, the GW uh, Blue Horror paint, which is one of my go-tos. Um, so I've done those, so that's all done. We'll be able to wrap up fairly soon, so that's awesome. And I've basically done about two, th- uh, just under three thousand points of zinch now, so that feels quite good. Yeah. Get that yeah. Is there anything else you fancy doing for it, or is it time to move on? No, um, no, yes and no. So with the zinch, there's a lot I want to play. I really need to get some AOS two games under my belt. Um, so the first thing that will be in my list, without doubt. Uh, will be a Cursling. Uh, I mentioned these already, and they're just awesome in AOS 2, and it's a great use. It's a great uh, way to use a nice model as well. Um, I got one off eBay, and God, I hate buying second. Like, buying second-hand models is such a pain in the ass. So someone listed it up. It's a well-known trader on eBay, um, and it's missing an arm. But it doesn't say it's missing an arm. It's just sold as seen. So I messaged them, knock a pound off, best offer, I'm not to quit off because you're asking full price. And Which arm? It's missing an arm. The flail arm. It's one that hangs I've underneath. I've got one square it. if you want it. Yeah, I, d- I don't need it. Um, but right. I'm, go- I'm trying to negotiate a bit of a discount. Decline. And then you put more in decline. Then finally I go, look, I'm not going to offer you any more than this. It's missing an arm. It's an incomplete model. I may as well just buy it new. And then they just accepted the final offer. So finally got it through. I've taken off. If anyone's seen the Kersling model, he's got quite a cool chaos sword it's like almost like a vortex kind of just above the handle and the sword grows out of that but oh my god in fine cast it is so flimsy and it's it was almost at right angles so i've hacked that off um I've, luckily with a lot of the zinch kits now especially with the chiric acolytes and the zangor you get loads of extra stuff so i've swapped him out with a nice sword from that kit um and then i've equipped him with um with a with, with another arm instead of the flail so that that's that's worked quite well. So that's kind of what I'm adding to Zinch for now. Ultimate plan is I want to get those 30 Zangor done. Um, I do also need to paint some Zangor anyway, because I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, the Zangor Shaman spell, when it kills models, um, you you get Zangor. So oh, before right. so in the old version, now free. exactly. So in the old old version, it used to be you just do bolt most of the time, um, but now you can spend the extra casting value. You know, it's a little bit harder to cast, but if you do get it off and you kill some models, you get some zangor out of it, which is which is pretty yeah. legit. So you, you can just fate dice them. Fate dice them. What for the yeah, spell? you can just for the spell. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, so, so yeah, I need to get a couple painted up anyway. So. Uh, I think I'll probably get started on on 10 and eventually build that unit up to 30. Um, so that's my immediate plans with AOS 2. Um, I do want to. I am going to paint all of the um, endless spells. Um, I'll get on to how I'm going to approach those because I've had some questions on that. So I'll, I'll relate back to those. So all of those will be done. And what I also wanted to do is I've mentioned previously I've been doing this little side project of getting two kind of disparate um, Stormcast armies um, painted up. Uh, cohesively in the Hammers of Sigmar colour scheme. Um, so what I decided to do is when the new starter set for Soul Wars came out is paint up the um, Stormcast in that in that colour scheme. 
Um, so I've done, I've basically almost done now. Um, so the unit castigators done, uh, the two units of sequiturs are, are done, uh, the knight in cancer, which is the mage, is done, and the celestial blister is done. Um, and I must say they they did take longer than I thought they would do. The it's it's interesting because when you're painting a liberator, you're you're basically mostly painting the armor. Um, you've then got kind of like the tabard yeah. and the um, uh, and the the I'm going to call them crotch triangles. Can't even think what they're called for the things that dangle down from the waist, but they're not part of the loincloth. Um, so they're crotch triangles now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so you paint those and then actually that's that's the majority of the model done um but with both the new the new range um you've got that same tabard which is now kind of forms part of the chest um yeah. and then you've also got kind of like um uh you've got the the top kind of cloth bit as well and others kind of have arm bits so there's actually you've almost you, you're quite close to tripling the layers on the models and i, I didn't underestimate actually how long that just takes to base coat and wash um and that's that's all the army is really it's very much a base coat and wash um spent a little bit of extra time with the knight in cantel because it's a it's a it's it's a bareheaded model um so it's quite a focal point um so i did literally a couple of extra highlights on in the eyes and they are good models to paint um the, again easy to build bit of a misnomer because yes when i built mine uh, i clipped the peg short i always do that as default I, I think other people do it as well so when we talk about the easy to build kits obviously you've got the little pegs which slot into the holes yeah. when you're building them i personally always trim those back and sand them as well just to get a nice fit and still what i found with some of the it was these the sequitors even doing that it was almost like a, a pivot in the middle um so no matter what i did it's almost like the 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 cast must have slightly slightly bent so it was either nice flush and smooth and made solid connection on the top half of the model but then you press on the bottom half of the model and it just moved it up that little bit and that was i thought that was so annoying because there was no way around it there's yeah. nothing you could do um particularly where you've dry fit it it looks okay you put the glue in and that's it you're stuck with it so that's a bit frustrating. What I'm also going to do is go back and I haven't actually filled any of the gaps on the models at all. I've left them right. as they are because I also want, I want to do is at the end, do a summary of if you're treating these as easy to build models, this is what they look like, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But then what I'm going to do after the fact is use my art coat trick to do the gap filling because art coat is a matte varnish you can actually paint straight over the top so i'm then going to relay the base because it is again base coat and wash very straightforward to do to show you the results you can have fixing up models post paint job yeah so that's something i'm going to share that's um, a good idea and I am denied about the basing as well. I wanted something quite unique, and I've harped on about it enough. I think contrast with base bases is quite key. Um, so I went with because Jen's going to be painting her Nighthawk kind of an ethereal colour. Um, she's using the the new paint, which I haven't got to play around with yet, which is the Hex Wraith Flame. Um, I wanted something to kind of tie in with the narrative on the basing that they're kind of the, maybe they're, they're fighting through one of the one of these damned realms, not necessarily kind of a she, um, Shaish itself, but um, I almost said sheesh then, like a kebab, <laughs> the realm of kebabs, chicken <laughs> sheesh. Oh, yeah, sounds good. 
but the, the laws I, I've really enjoyed reading kind of the little bits of the law at the moment where it like for me when I was reading it like Nagash is the realm of death he just rules it that's his thing but actually he's he's kind of almost like a usurper it's interesting reading that like the fluff on it because he's basically taking over and like dominating all these other little um uh, heavens and hells basically and taking them over so there's all these different um kind of elements and he's taking them all into himself um so i thought i'd be quite cool for playing one of the sub realms so i'm going to do a little bit of a narrative kind of behind where, where the, this faction of the Hammers of Sigma are fighting. So I went with an unusual colour for the bases, and it's almost like um, it's almost like a spearmint green. Um, yeah, it's, it's like it's a very nice. I would describe it as sea green. But yeah. I'm not sure if that's the. Yeah, I think it's it's a little bit darker in real life. The reason for that is um, I undercoated the the bases grey because I I didn't want. I mean, normally I'd probably kind of do them black and then maybe do a dark green but i wanted to bring kind of a little bit of a variation into the bases because the gray because again it ties into that other kind of color you've got with the new yeah. paints um and then did a heavy dry brush because people have asked so i'll share a heavy dry a very heavy dry brush like an overbrush um of the uh cabalite green uh which yeah. is a very kind of minty green um brought a bit of color back onto it with a proper dry brush of warpstone glow um, then a, a very light dry brush of one of my favourite paints, which I want to use on everything, which is uh, Gore's Blaster Green, um, and then a very very delicate top dry brush of uh, white, which is the the dry brush white, which I think is Pyraxis Pyraxis White, I think it's called. Um, so why um, why Warpstone? So that's quite a different tonal green. Um, it's because is that the reason? Or because yeah. I would have gone for Sybarite? Yeah, that's... which is like the that's what I tried to start. That I tried um, Sabrite as well. But the reason why I moved away from that is because um, they're not paints designed to dry brush. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So what you find with like the Cabalite Green, for example, um, you can get a good coverage, but you still get kind of the grayness kind of coming through from the base coat. Um, so it kind of you start it almost like slightly bleaches out kind of you lose that that strongness of the green and i wanted to bring that back because again gauze blaster is almost going to a white so i wanted to make sure the mid-tone kind of brought that green back and warp zone was perfect for that it's such a nice vivid green color that it by having that it helped with the contrast between the colors in there so that was my thought process and i was i was quite happy with the results from it good Awesome. And yeah, so that's that's been my my recent hobby. I've got the um I've got the last model from the starter set to paint up, which is the um what's his name? The Lord it's not Lord Incantor. It's Lord whatever, the guy on the, the guy on the chicken. I need to get him in painted up. Um and I'm a little bit disappointed because I do want to paint the Evocators and they're one of the units I was most excited about. But it frustrates me no end that they're not a legal unit, so I'm not going to paint a legal unit. I'm not going to paint three guys and then do another two guys at a later point. So they're just sat on a shelf. Which ones are the evocators? The shooty, are they the shooty ones? No, the new retributors, basically. The new like, paladin right. models with two swords. Um, so they come in fives. We're going to get three in, three in the starter set. So th that annoys me. I want legal units. Um, so they'll just sit on a shelf. Um, I did also buy... Both of the um, I bought for myself both the easy to build boxes and for Jen yeah. um, bought the nine haunt ones 
and I've not again I've not overly used them so you get eight sequiturs in the box um, so if you buy the easy to build box you get three more so I painted up two of those so it brings me up to ten now the castigator it was obvious even before I bought the box that you get five in the starter box so that's going to be five guys in it that's going to be a unit but I bought the other ones anyway because the the prime the unit leader is awesome he's the guy with the the um a crossbow over his shoulder he's got like the kind of the bare head and his but his feet are cast into the base yeah yeah and the bases so are, the bases are cool but that's really that really annoys me yes yeah, frustrating if you don't want to use the base it just creates an extra it just creates extra work yeah. so he's um, just going to sit I'll paint. I'll do another unit. I've no doubt I'll do another unit of them at some point, but he's just not going to get used for now. Can you cut? Can you cut the feet off a unit that you're not using? Because <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm working um, on the assumption that all, all Stormcast feet do essentially the same. Yeah, poss- possibly, possibly. But um, the it's is it in a weird way because the the pose is quite unique. So I think it'd be quite fiddly to get it right. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to take a hacksaw to it at some point and, and get his feet off. It will be fine, but right this moment, when you when I just wanted to get it painted, I couldn't be fucked. Yeah. So that annoyed me. And in addition to that, talking about the releases, what really annoys me—I don't know if you've seen this—but so all those easy-to-build boxes come out, and this release for AOS two has been so good. And now, in a couple of weeks' time, they're going to be doing a discounted starter set with all four easy-to-build boxes. Yeah, I think that's and it's an, a pretty good price point as well. Yeah, really. So they, I think they quoted on they quoted on the community website as half the price of a start collecting. Yeah. So twenty-five quid re, full retail. So that's that, yeah. that frustrates me because I've just paid full price for all four. Um, and now you're discounting it a few weeks afterwards. So great release, but seriously, they need they need to just stop stuff like that in the bud. We like discounts. You can't don't, don't do this. So that's my feedback to GW if they ever want to listen to that. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm super psyched for AOS 2. I haven't played yet, which which is frustrating me um, because I'm going to be playing AOS on Thursday. I'm not going to be playing AOS 2, <laughs> so I've still not got my first game in yet. Um, but yeah. yeah. That's it. So um, I think what we're going to do, we'll take a little break there. Um, Ian, we'll have a quick chat to you about your recent visit, and then we'll catch up with some listener questions. Cool. Back in a second. And we're back. Um, slight correction, um, it wasn't, uh, it was actually the AOS Open Day um, that Ian went up for. So I did. Tell us a little bit about that. What, was, what did you go for? What drew you? Because I know you don't live too far away. What, what was the. Um, well, I went, it was a bit of a whim, really. I had nothing to do on the weekend, so I just got a uh, ticket and drove down. It was only a couple of hours' drive, so I thought I'd just go. Um, cool. I took a couple of entries for Golden Demon, just on the off chance, nothing. Um, stuff out of my army rather than anything specifically painted for it. Um, so I just thought, of, you know, if I'm going anyway, I might as well enter something. Um, so I took, um, for Golden Demon, I took Gordrak, yeah. um, a unit of Gorgrunters, and the Skaven Warlord I painted for Facehammer last year. I love how you say, uh, I love how you say Gorgrunters. 
<laughs> I'm just sat back uh, my, ring, my ringtone on my phone. Gorgeous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so I took those. Um, wasn't really expecting to win anything because they they are um, army painting rather than single figure painting. You say um, that, but Gordrak. Sorry, mate. That is oh, that is a nice model. Uh, yeah, it, um, yeah, I like it, but it's <laughs> it's, it's it's not. Um, Comparing it to some of the other monsters there, which must have taken a significantly longer amount of time to get them done. Yeah. It was just, it was on the level below. Yeah. Um, really? Yeah, I think so. Um, I think you've been a bit, bit, I mean, humble there, mate. I think, uh, I think we all are just got about our own models, though, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, I um, guess so. But I mean, I, I can't, I just, I, like, you know, obviously I know. You know, keeping on Golden Demons and all the rest of it. And I know, um, spoiler, but Terry did really well with his amazing Kairos. Um, but I can't. I just can't imagine something being painted better. Does that make sense? Like it. It must be. It must. What I'm trying to say is, it must get to a point where it's subjective, rather than. Yeah. Like, oh, well, it's, fast, it's... like that's technically better painted than that because I like I can't see like there must I mean I, I saw that slam the the one that won the Slayer sword is it the slam yeah. there and that's yeah. good but that's not like do you know what I mean like I, I don't know it's, it's I not, guess you got to see them in million, person do you know what I mean I think it's not a million miles away I think we're getting to that point nowadays where you know the standard that people are painting to is getting nearer to that kind of heavy metal kind of top end um i would agree with you on that but still that slan um is yes, beautiful very good my favorite model that i saw there was the um great and clean one that one i think one gold in the and they had uh, monster, individual monster. models on the yeah, skin all, yeah. all over the skin yeah. yeah that must have taken ages um that was my favorite model there that i saw by quite a significant distance um Yes, very, very good. I think the photos are up now on the Golden Demon website, and there's a link in the Warhammer community blog from uh, today or yesterday. I was going to say, I haven't, um, I haven't seen them yet, so I don't think I've I've managed to catch up, so that's quite cool. Can, can, I, uh, can I interject sl- slightly? Oh, do you want to finish up? Because I've got a point to make about it. But no, go on, you finish point. up. No, no, yeah, you fin- you finish up. Make a point. Right. As amazing as it was... And it was amazing because I've seen photos and I follow him on Twitter and he, he put up a little few cheeky whips on there. And I think he won like a gold thingy on the open category. But Darren Latham's Endrin Master mm-hmm. that he did. Did you see that? Yep. Um, did. Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's very, well, all the staff stuff is very, very good. And it must have been difficult to choose between it all how so. does he but the point the point my point was his mate one of the sculptors sculpted the head for it mm-hmm. this like seb sculpted the head for it yeah now is doesn't that isn't that like is, is that like oh cool my mate this is just a model that i managed to get hold of um yeah i know the the the, the paint job itself you know pro, you know wins you know you could have had a standard engine you know, head on it, and he would have won. But do you just get the point I'm trying to make? Like, it's someone else's work? 
Yeah, I think I get what you mean because I but had a similar... Did it get to the point where it's the thing where it's like, well, it was sculpted by a GW sculptor and the figure yeah. he would have used in its place was sculpted by... Do you know what I mean? It's sort yeah. of like, it's a bit of a grey area there, but... It, and I'm not sort of, you know, obviously not, you know, bitching about it or anything, but it's just an interesting... Well, I don't think there's a grey area to it, really, because it's a painting competition. Hmm. Um, and as far as they're concerned, um, most certainly from my understanding of it, anything that's entered is a blank canvas. So you could convert up your Bellacore, I can paint it and enter it, and that should be fine because it's a painting competition. Right, okay. Would they not take into consideration someone's... Because they mentioned that the only thing that, that made me sort of kind of think that there was a point to it was that they mentioned on the guy who won the, with the slan that mm. he converted parts of it. So yeah. it was obvious that that was something that it was a point that they they looked at. Mm. But I think, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but I think that Darren himself was very open about the fact that it was... Oh, of course, the, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The, 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 oh, the yeah, the, it, from, yeah. from my perspective as judging it and i understand why he did that because the engine master itself you know you, you haven't got that softness of the, like the skin tones so being able to show that off on a model as well next to what is essentially metallics um and you know you, you've got the you know the weapon haft and that's it i get why you want to do it as a painter so i get what you mean because we're so used to it you know if that was the case that you had a um army um that was painted up by yourself but someone else had done all the conversions then a lot of the time that'd be disqualified on the tournament scene um from like being nominated for best army um but also got the fact that as you say seb sculpts miniatures so if somebody went out and did did the same thing and bought a different head from spellcrow or whatever whacked it on a model painted it all should they then get handicapped because of that no 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 and, uh, and I don't, he, he could have he, he could have quite easily whacked a dwarf head on there i mean the, the sculpt was nice it, but there wasn't and you know again you, you made a great point and it, it's exactly why he chose to do it it was because of, there was that contrast in textures and that's you know that's the, the, the reason it wasn't because that's i mean the the, the sculpt is cool but it's not it's not what makes the model, is it? No. It's the fact that it's 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 another focal point. I mean, they said bases, faces, dinosaurs, bases, um, and the fact that you know he also did that. He's got the little oils can thing knocked over and the, the, just little details like that. I mean, I'm not taking anything away. It's just I thought it was a interesting thing to bring up. Yeah. It is interesting, and I'm glad you brought it up to us. I think it really is a very interesting point. That that would be my take home on it is that. At the end of the day, it's a painting competition, and they're judging him on the painting. Um, he's been very open yeah. about the fact that the head isn't something he's done. So yeah, no, of course. You know, um, sorry to kind of um, sidetrack you there a little bit, Ian. Um, so yeah, so that uh, was Golden Demon. There's lots of nice stuff there. Um, I don't the overall. Um, the overall, the um, it was interesting. Like the, what do you mean, Golden Demon or the overall event? Yeah, just the Golden Demon. So for me, being an outsider, just looking at the photos, it seemed to be just a couple of cabinets set up in a square, and that was Golden yeah, Demon. Yeah, 
Yeah, there was a row of uh, display cabinets. Um, I think there's only five or six. They wasn't um, compared to some of the Golden Demons I've been to in the past in the um, Games Day. They didn't seem to be, in comparison, there wasn't that many entries. No. Um, just because the number of people going there is significantly less, I would assume. Um, but the standard was still high. I don't think standard was that much lower than no. than previously or anything. Um, it was just that there was fewer models in the cabinets. Um, I don't. One thing I did become apparent to me is I kind of I dislike plinths, <laughs> and I and um, I just don't. It's, it's something that's very subjective and something that my brain it doesn't click why models need to be on a plinth. Mm especially when they're on their own base on top of a plinth, I, where more, I'm more inclined to like plinths when they're all, it's all built in. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's obviously been designed as a display piece. Mm-hmm. But, the yeah, a model on its own base on top of a plinth just doesn't, I just don't get it. Yeah. Just It just confuses me. I think but, it's the supermarket effect um, and decluttering. So... For me, when looking at it, you know, you want to, if you want someone to look at a model you painted, you need to put it at as close as you can to eye line. So I get why people want to raise their models up. Um, the higher up it is, the easier it is for you just to take it all in. Um, and I think also with the plinths, it, it kind of it raises the models away from each other. It's almost like a visual thing. So you can kind of take them in on their own a bit more. Um, particularly mm. where, you know, you could imagine it's almost like a forest of models and then you've got your Skaven Warlord, which is a bloody log that's fallen down on the, <laughs> on the side, just on his nice little base. Kind of, I can get, like, how that can affect the visual of it. And, and it is these little things that do make a difference, regardless of the fact whether we think they do or not. Yeah, maybe. But I just, I still don't get it. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, I, I get, I, I understand where you're coming from. I think it is just a thing. I think everyone that won had a model. It was they're all on plinths of one one shape or another. I would have thought so. I think, um, but then this kind of thing. If everybody's doing it, why bother? <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of if, you, if it doesn't make your model stand out because it's in the it's in the group of everybody's doing it, then it doesn't make any difference. I, anyway. Yeah, but I think the problem is that because you haven't done it, you end up not standing out because people just skip over it. Um, not saying that mm. is the case, but that, that could be that could be a possibility. Um, but would you do? Think, would you specifically go to another Golden Demon again? Um, I'm not sure. I don't think my. I'm either. I'm a bit undecided at the moment. I'm either going to accept the fact I'm now an army painter, yeah. and not bother. Or the alternative, I will try to just obsess about it and um, spend a significant amount of time painting one infantry model, trying to win. Mm. Um, but I think I need, if I'm going to go down the obsessive route, I need to change my painted setup. Yeah. I think I'd need um, proper lighting, <laughs> decent brushes. God, imagine what you could do with the proper gear. Yeah. It'd be a game changer. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, I think for the moment I'm going to be army painting and not not really consider it. Yeah. But if I want to ch- if I want to change from 
army painting I might try to paint something to a higher level yeah. and spend like a month or two painting an infantry model yeah. I think it's a really good a really good um, thing, thing you brought up and the difference between you know painting like a really nice army or you know spending all your time just painting one or two models like I remember when um, sort of Warhammer Live first started and they had a lot of the I mean obviously they probably still do chat to a lot of them I know that they've kind of gone to a more regular format now but when they used they had when they first had like Aiden on and you know they were talking to him and he doesn't paint armies he, he'll paint like four or five miniatures a year for his own do you know what I mean for his you know uh, for his own thing um, and it's that and it it's all, and it goes back to what you mentioned about the plinty and I think you're spot on some you know there's a difference when you go to I mean I, I used to live in Kent and uh, in Folkestone they have a I can't remember the name of it but it's like a um, it's a it's like a games day or a, a painting competition it's almost like a the UK version of Crystal Brush, right. but they have bits everything. They have, you know, they'll have busts. It'll be uh, wartime dioramas um, and, and things like that. Um, there is that. It's a very famous um, diorama that someone's done, and it's of a, a U-boat getting blown up underwater. I've seen that. And yeah, it, and it's sort of in that sort of solid resin water effect. But they've got like the torpedoes going through and they've done the water effect in the resin and you've got the explosion, you know, under, and it looks like it's just, it's just stuff like that. That is completely another level. It's like the world war one diorama with the horses pulling the gun carriage and the guys done that made it look like it's raining mm. where you've got the water effect sort of being dripped down to look like sort of rain splashes on the ground and stuff. And, and where you, where you have like plinths with, like a little diorama, like you said, that's built into the plinth. Like you'll see sometimes, like you'll have the top section. It's almost like a cutaway of a scene. You know, there's somewhere you'll have the diorama at the top and then it's almost within the plinth, this cutaway, and you'll have yes. something going on down there. And and when it's done for that, uh, you know, that that is slightly different. I understand what you mean about just getting a dude on a normal gaming base and basically blue tacking it to a doorknob because that's what some <laughs> that's what that's what some are aren't, aren't they let's be honest some are yeah you know, it's, yes. let's call a spade a spade know, you know yes. you and uh, I know I, and and it's it's just it's one of those things it's like it's like display boards when a display board is done well you know there's two ways you can go about it you can go like just a, a blank canvas like you know like a like I did with mine and like other people have done like a picture frame that you spray black and it just displays the army quite nicely or you can go the full on painted by G you know di- full on diorama where the bases slot in and all the rest of it and it's I think I don't know just there's some if you're going to do it do it right do you know what I mean I, I don't know there's a but like you said that, that you know you can obsess over that then and um, you know, if you end up spending, you know, eight months painting one infantry guy because you you, you literally spend a, a month at a time painting individual armor panels or a month at a time painting, 
you know, one month painting the sword, one month painting the shield, one month painting the head. You know, that, that's yeah. that's just a different that's just a different part of the hobby, isn't it? Jimmy, you never yes. want a game with that yeah. place, for that and you know, it's just horses for courses. I think I'd, I'd, I think uh, I'd much rather have a nicely converted individual army that I can take to tournaments and you know get nominations, hopefully you know and have a good time with. Uh, and I like I, I like the cool models too much to just stick to one. It would, like Bellacore, you know, it's starting to do my head in because I've been looking at the same you know <laughs> because I've been looking at the same model since you know I, I, I started it. Christ, like the original. I mean, it, I kind of stalled with it because I didn't know the sort of direction I wanted to take with it to what, at one point. But like, I think I started it after the first South Coast that I went to, and that would, this South Coast, I've missed one and I've been to two, so it'd be like four South Coasts ago. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It, and it's a long time to sort of be uh, thinking. I like, you know, the plug in the air, and, and you know, they bring out so many new cool stuff that you, you know you, you want to get on and do the next army didn't you do you know what I mean like, you're doing with the, the sacristan stuff and the, you know generally the night horns it's nice to get a new army and and, and crack on with it and it, it, would you want to get out of the hobby do you want to just an, uh, an, a well painted army or do you want to have something that because it's a different level isn't it do you know what I mean yeah. you, you know, if, if, you're, if you're painting these if you're painting a single model like that you're going to golden demons but you're also you know, you'd want to you know you'd You'd want to take it to Crystal Brush, wouldn't you? So then, therefore, you've got to go through an Adepticon. Do you know what I mean? You go to these sort of indivi- these sort of independent shows and, and and go there. But then, when you go to those type of places, you know, you're not talking, you know, Box Art Plus, which is you know what a lot of the Golden Demons, you know, because let's give the heavy metal guys credit that the Box Art stuff these days is outstanding, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Um, and but you, you're going to you look at some of the stuff that's one crystal brushes, and it is literally, you know, there, there's guys in the heavy metal team that haven't won those type of things. Do you know what I mean? The, 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 the Joe Tomaszowski's and the Darren Lathams and all and Max Maxes, they haven't even you know that's a tier that they're sort of almost getting into. You know, you've got 60 year old guys that have spent 20 years you know scratch building a certain mark of submarine from the second world war and you know all that kind of stuff that's 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 a different level entirely and that's just a different part of the hobby isn't it i don't think yeah. you know, with the rate that gw are bringing out stuff you, you just you'd, you'd never find the time you know yeah turn up yeah. your nicely painted uh gordrak and you're not really not really bringing much to the party when people have got fucking U-boats blowing up and raining. Not really, no. Do you know what I mean? Not to take away how awesome, because your Gordrak is, when I first saw that in the flesh, it is jaw-droppingly lovely. It is amazing. Uh, Your your skulls are still far too white for my taste. But, um... Yeah, well... uh, but, yeah, but that's again that's subjective. But you can you can see the amount of time and effort that you put into that, and how good you are to begin with. Anyway, um, you know it's, it's you know it's one of the one of the best models I've ever seen. You know in in, in my hand. Um, but again, it's it's what what do you want to get out of the hobby, isn't it? Yeah, I think it could be. I might. I'm 
I might find it very frustrating if I decide to try to compete at a Golden Demon level. And then if I didn't win, and because it's very, it's all art and it's all subjective, I'd find it very frustrating if I didn't like what won. Yeah. Um, because if I liked what won, it's like, all oh, right, that's amazing. But if you didn't like it, I'd find it, then it's all the time, I find it too frustrating. Yeah. It's very, very psychological. And yeah, well, they, so I don't know. Well, they're saying know. that to, to going down that road and painting, you know, spending, you know, two years painting one infantry figure, save you a lot of money. <laughs> There's a lot, of cheap, yeah. a, lot, a lot cheaper way of doing the hobby, isn't it? Let's be fair. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're you're just saying all, all of that level painters are just cheap asses because they can't paint a whole army. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Perhaps. <laughs> yeah. On that, on that controversial note. Um, also. Also, at, uh, no, I was going to say the um, at the open day they showed a lot off of the new uh, Stormcast and Night Haunt models. Ooh, yes. um, the I was surprised by how good the Black Horch is. Hmm. Just in the flesh, it's just amazing. Um, it's don't surprisingly big. Don't, don't think it's got any flesh on it, mate. Uh, very good. Yeah, um, <laughs> um, it's. <laughs> surprisingly big it's about probably about a foot long something like that oh right okay um so it's um it's a massive overhang off a massive base um so it's really good um the design and the engineering on it is just possibly the best stuff gw ever have done um because none of the wheels are on the floor right um so it's just all hidden away with the smoke underneath so it's got that um the movement and the the kind of the ethereal look to it, but without the, the it's not obvious where the contact points are with the base. Um, so it's yes, yeah, it's, it's going to blow people's minds when they see it in the flesh. I think yeah. like a tournament or whatnot. Um, it's very cool, but I don't I do not like. They seem to be moving towards it more, like models just not fitting on their bases. Yeah. Like the Eagles yeah. have had so much slack for it, and I, I know, like Paul Buckler, is he's just fed up. He won't use his deep king because they're unplayable. And I, I even yeah. struggle with my Skyfires. You know, my Skyfires they should be on fifty. Why, why are the discs slightly bigger than the forty mil bases? Just makes it so awkward to play with. Yeah, I suppose it's the the ruler cool though, isn't it? I know to a certain degree. It's frustrating from yeah. you know when you actually want to push a game piece around the board you can't because it's not the right size yeah I don't think they could make the right make a base the right size for the black coach no, to be honest because it's quite it's very it's quite long and narrow yeah but, but it's just an amazing sculpt just awesome um so there's quite a lot of that was the pick of the night haunt the stormcast were there all the new stuff I was a little bit surprised of how the the uh, roided up Pegasus was quite small. Yeah, I was surprised. Um, I thought it was going to be bigger than it actually is. Um, um, so it's kind of it's yes, yeah, it's, it's a nice sculpt, but I thought it was going to be a similar size to a Star Drake. Yeah, and it's and fucking it's, massive. Yeah, so I thought it was going to be that kind of size, quite a big chunky model, yeah. but it's not. No, it's quite surprisingly small. I, I was. Um, 
yeah, I was just surprised. I thought it was bigger. From the picture, it looked bigger than it actually is. What did you think um, of the battle cats? Um, not my cup of tea. No, the, really ca- the, the, the cat lizards. Um, they, they're not... Yeah, they they are... They're like Dracula not, not aren't they? I think that's what yeah. Yeah, they're kind of... Um, yeah, just not my cup of tea. Not not bad. I think they might be... Um, it'd be potentially quite interesting colour schemes mm. to be able to do with them. Like green and black? Well, they don't... Yeah, that'd be nice with some red armour. Like He-Man, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Be good. Um, but yeah, so it's, yeah, it's nice to see all the new stuff in the flesh. Is kind of it's um, yeah, it's good. Pushed me, made me kind of want to do a night armed army. Yeah, be honest. Um, which I'm considering doing at some point in the future to learn how to airbrush. Oh, um, interesting. Because obviously, the other thing I bought is a um, I bought an airbrush from Aldi. Um, airbrush and compressor from from Aldi for sixty five quid. That won't teach you how to airbrush. Um, well, well, it teaches me how to buy a compressor. Um, which is because I think it'd be okay for just a bog standard it will, te- so. it will teach you how frustrating airbrushing can be when the stuff you have doesn't work properly I think it's fair be, I'll, I'll feed back once I have a go with it I can get I'll guide you through some pitfalls and give you some some pro advice I'm sure me and, me and um, Rob can help you out yeah so um, so that was basically a very brief summary of my open day yeah, enjoyed it. Yeah, it's interesting. Good. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd like to do one 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 day, but it, they're not not top of my top of my priority list. I don't think. Um, well, yeah. Before we get into um, kind of finishing up the show and doing some listener questions, um, we'll just give a, a shout out to our to our sponsors uh, as ever. Um, sponsored by Mercer Miniatures. Obviously, Tim was on last last episode. Um, I think they maybe getting some business soon because war mammoths are really good and really well pointed now in AOS 2 and they do a very nice alternative yes. model you could use as a war mammoth so um, I think they'll be doing quite well off those for a little while yeah um, so do ca- ca- check out Mercia you, t- you actually type in mammoth on their website and it'll bring up theirs and it's an awesome model as well um, you just need to devise like a howler to go on top to represent the chaos of warriors and stuff that fight on it um, and obviously we're sponsored by um, Curtain Games. And one thing I wanted to say about Curtain is that obviously it was a big AOS release. Um, my um, delivery um, for AOS arrived on the Saturday, which, which is quite a big deal. Um, I think nowadays people are getting a little bit blasé about postage from um, online stores. And, you know, to be clear, I used to work for an online company and that's that job that was postage. And um, when you're ordering these things, you need to be asking for a Saturday delivery. Um, Royal Mail First Class or 24-hour parcel force, um, which is the default for most courier com- of most online companies, you have a chance it's going to be delivered to you on Saturday, but it's not guaranteed. So if you are making a big purchase, uh, do make sure that's the case. And Curtin are somebody who can help you with that. Uh, their threshold for postage is very good. As I say, I think it's £50 at the moment, and it got to me on the Saturday because they sent theirs out. So um, do check them out. Obviously, we've got all the new pre-orders up for all the new Nighthaunt releases and all the new Stormcast releases and all the new books. Um, and, yeah, and supporting them is great for us. They help us do what we're doing. And if you guys buy from them, you help them ticking along and it looks good for us. So do do, te- do check those guys out. Um, 
so we'll get on to some listener questions. Uh, we've got a couple that we've kind of um, kind of cover similar veins, so I'll, I'll lump a couple of these together. Um, and to be honest, it's, it's the endless spells that seem to be really quite interesting. They're the ones that people seem to want to know what's what's what and what our thoughts are on them. Um, and Steve Foote starts this off by asking, what else could the endless models, endless spell models, be used for? Gaming ideas only. Apparently, no Welsh railways. Railways. So, um, any thoughts? I I don't know. Have you guys had the, the endless spells in your hands yet? Have you seen them in the flesh? I've seen them in the flesh, yeah. Um, so I thought pe- I thought that pendulum would be. I thought we were going to see that everywhere as like a really awesome weapon on models. It's not going to happen. It's massive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's huge, isn't it? It's yeah. like anime. Like if you put that on like a demon prince or anything, it'd be like an anime model. It'd be massive. So See, that's kind of cool, though. Yeah, uh, ish. But yeah, those those spell models are just. I love them. I love them. I actually love. Pur- I love the purple sun. Absolutely, have fallen in love with it. Um, so, any ideas for outside of what they're used for? Any kind of thoughts on what you might do with them? Um, not off the. I haven't. I haven't really studied them that much because I initially disliked them. Um, so, no, nothing off the top of my head. Okay, Rob. What about yourself? Um. There's quite a lot of uh, sort of effects on them, not the actual spells themselves, uh, but the actual, uh, like the magical flames or whatever you want to call them. Uh, Would have been, again, you know, there's me. I'm going to go on, I was going to go on a massive rant and swear, but. Free, mate. Going to swear. Right. Well, in, right. Okay. Fuck GW again, right? Because in 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 order in order to get enough of the sort of smoky, traily things for Bellacore's exploding realm gate base, I had to buy another. Like, I was obviously bought the realm gate base realm gate kit for the one realm gate. That I'm going to make the base out, you know, the, the explodey sort of rubbly bits out of. Yeah. I had to buy it, then a second box to get enough flamey trail things off it. Now I'm kind of not, I'm kind of okay with that because <laughs> it's it's a realm gate, you know, it's an exploding realm gate, so it kind of needs the the realm gate effect fire coming off it. Does that make sense? Like it ties it, but you know, people can see. It's quite a, you know, as well as the rubble, that it's an exploding realm gate because the trails of energy are the same as the trails that are coming off the realm gate itself when it's like a standard model. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make yeah. sense. Um, however, it, you know, it, there's there's quite a there's a plethora of, of, of that sort of stuff in, in that box, isn't there? That you could have used that you could use for it. Oh yes. Um, the other thing that I'm that um, I'm definitely gonna it'll either be a couple of the burning heads, but looking at it actually, there there's probably enough on the the big Pac-Man mouth thing, the hamama hamama, the 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 what the the, the, the big realm <laughs> no, no, the, no. The, the the realm of beasts one yeah yeah um, is it Ravenac so, gnashing jaws? Uh, but, but is it? Yeah, potentially. Um, but, uh, you know, for the the uh, high elf 
Celestin Prime idea that I had mm-hmm. using the uh, avatar uh, of Kane model that Forge World do, which is something that I, I'm, I, I was gutted that I couldn't make the uh, last thing because I know that uh, Tim has used them to good effect in his uh, in his art in his daughter's a Kane army, and I want to have a chat with him about that. But how um, is he? I might have to uh, might have to get in contact with him. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'd, I'd certainly use some elements from the Flame Spy Phoenix kit for that. But the extra sort of flamey effects and stuff like that, I think there's a lot that you could use from any of the spells, really. Um, you know, what I'd quite like the idea of, and it was something that we mentioned um, when they were first sort of uh, released, and we sort of first started seeing the pictures. Not perhaps using them for other things, but having them integrated into a model or a wizard or a caster. And I know that kind of, you know, um, what's the word? Pigeonholes you into, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, sort of having one cast. But let's be honest, most guys, uh, you know, you, you think, well, okay, you're going to build an army around us, you know, a synergy with a particular spell potentially. So, you know, a lot of the time you probably are going to be using this, the same spells. Um, you know, it'd be cool to have, you know, a caster there actually casting, you know, somehow, car, you know, sort of integrating it so they're casting uh, the Geminids or uh, the Soul Shackle Snares. Um, can't say that one quick. Soul Snackle Shares? Snackle? Shackle? No, see? Snackle. Didn't work, did it? Snackle? 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 Snares? But yeah, I mean, you know, you've got stuff like that. But obviously, the effect sort of stuff. I, I don't think the um, the weapon, you know, like you said, the the axe is quite big. I mean, quite cool on like a big chaos knight potentially. They've obviously done the renegade rules for so you can use chaos knights yeah. for 40k. You are that might be quite. Like yeah, um, you know, with the, the advent of Adaptus Titanicus, you know, a chaos warlord titan, maybe something like that, or you know, perhaps just going completely fully jumping the shark and and uh and using it on a you know a massive demon prince or something like that you know, there's a couple of demon princes out there there's that corn um forge world one and uh, not the not you know the, the like uh something like that yeah um and there's the older one as well the sort of one with the hunt you know you sort of their hunt she's got like a double-handed axe anyway you know, perhaps some mix of something like that up um, you know, don't forget, you know, stuff like on a great unclean one or Glockkin, um, you know, probably hitting that kind of scale. But it'd be, I, I think I'm a bit more interested in, obviously you've got the quite generic ones that have been released with Malign Sorcery, but obviously from the ones that we've seen with the um, the Nighthorn and the Stormcast yep. release, you know, what are we going to get for other, you know... It, you know, it'd be cool. It's cool. You know, I, I don't particularly like that. It looks like a bottle cap. The uh, the one that comes it's, with the Stormcast. It, it's just a bit too plain. It's a mini, uh, the hurricane. Your model stands on it though. It's a mini bellwind. Yeah, and, and the, the you know the the hurricane storm of blooming the tornado of hammers is cool, I guess. And um, well, the comet looks pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the night haunt ones. Um, you know, those sort of floating skulls, you can imagine someone integrating that into like a Nagash base or some sort of, you know, scenic base, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe more scenery. Um, you know, that's, that's perhaps where I'd work. But again, you know, who knows what they're going to, you know, they're going to 
you know, the high elves or whatever they turn out to be, the shadow elves, you're going to have similar sort of stuff. Um, I'd, I'd assume. Um, it also gives them a great opportunity to go back and tack them onto uh, factions. You know, you could see a Sil- you could see Sylvaneth one. Um, you know, foot and hand of Gork. I mean, come on, <laughs> That's, they're just they're they're crying out for for that, wouldn't it? I mean, it'd be that'd be very cool uh, to see that. Uh, not my cup of tea, but I think that'd be great for destruction players and having like um like an ice, you know, you know, having stuff that just for scenery for Beast Corps raiders. You know, you've got the the big storms that follow them about everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. So yeah, there's plenty to do. It's just you know, just, just what you want to get out of it, I guess. I think to me, and stuff like the burning head screams out for like a, a fire belly conversion because you're always kind of, yeah. you know, if you ever take more than one or doing something unique, it's always it's always tough for those kind of things. I quite like the shackles for like a slave to darkness army as well. You can yeah. use those just as basing elements. They actually come in two pieces that slot into the base, so those very easily separate out. Um, yeah, and a lot of the other orbs you can use them. So you got like the the, the warbringer. Uh, sorry, the um, You've got the Skaven Vermin uh, Vermin Lord, which is like the, the the sorcerer, and he's got like an orb. You could swap one of those out for one of the orbs. Yeah, I think there's some awesome stuff people are going to do with them. The more they get them in their hands and they play with. Um, I, just had... I forgot about Belacor. I've redone his orb. He just reminded me <laughs> after some feedback. But yeah, um, I've just had an idea. Um, I'm not sure if it's a good one, but I'm not sure whether <laughs> the the Burning Head Endless Spell. Mm-hmm. It might look quite cool as a head swap with Nagash. <laughs> yeah, for like a just like, me. like yeah, with like a ghost rider type burning head instead of his um, his skull and hat. Nice. That look cool. It is big. The burning head is big. That's on a fifty mil base. But you get, I mean, yeah. you, got the, you got that chest with the heads coming out, haven't you? For the for the yeah. the night old one, the, the perhaps a little bit smaller. They remind me of. Um, you know, you get Indiana the uh, no, the the Empire Battle kit uh, with like the ghosts come out of the bottles and stuff. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's quite a similar sort of thing. Ah, cool. That was a popular question, Steve. There you go. Yeah, so I think it's it's almost too early doors at the moment. I've only you know built them, so not really got any more ideas going forward. But I'm sure we'll do something crazy with them. Um. Next one up we've got from a chap called Tom, Tom Stallard. Um, he said, so, as someone just starting in the game, so AOS 2, what basic gaming tips would you give? I have General's Handbook, Soul Wars Box, Nighthorn, and play a lot of Horus Heresy. Um, I'll, I'll kind of answer this one if you don't, if you don't mind. Um, so you've got everything you need to play the game. Um, and what I would say is just focus on learning what your army does. Um, learn the synergies, learn the core rules, which really is not going to take you that long. They're not. It seems like there's a lot more compared to the old four-page rules. There really isn't. Um, but then when you've done that, AOS is all about the interaction of War Scrolls within the limited rule kind of frame set. So learn your scrolls, and then just slowly, as you're playing people, try and learn their scrolls. I would recommend maybe when you've got a few games under your belt and you feel happy with kind of playing kind of a general's handbook kind of game, um, do pick up the the Malign Sorcery box sets. So, um, you know, because that is something that's going to be used a lot going forward. Um, And do 
um, play the General's Handbook scenarios. There's now 18, 18 of them across the core book and the General's Handbook. So, um, sorry, the match play scenarios, I should call them. That's the actual correct name. Um, and that will give you a really good grasp of the game. Um, a thousand port games are totally, totally legitimate, um, you know, and you can build yourself up to 4,000 points. And when you do, treat that as your regular, write your list, play it loads and get to know your War Scrolls and build out from there. That, that would be my advice. Well, one thing, and, and you know, it's off the back of what, uh, you know, I don't have any friends up this way. Uh, I said, yeah, full stop, really. <laughs> um, but I don't have any friends up this way to, to be able to do it. But I think something that you guys do and that you're, you're obviously currently doing and you've mentioned that you've, you've come to the end of is, is if you can get a couple of like-minded mates that are getting into it and get into a campaign and um, and work your way up like that. Yeah. Like, you know, doing, doing a couple of, like you guys have, you know, just churned out armies, you know, uh, Aaron's, yours, uh, Paul's and Chris's, you know, you always, you know, there's always something new that you've done. They always, you know, it's always bite-sized chunks. It's nothing too overwhelming. And like you said yourself with the Kyrie Acolytes, it's, it's always units you can add to. If you fancy, you know, you're not, you know, a, a unit of screamers or a unit of flamers, you know, it's not, A, it's not going to break the bank. B, you, you're not committing yourself to, uh, you know, massive units, and then if you don't like the way that it plays, you know you 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 you're, you're knackered. And uh, C, it's usually uh, a good idea to sort of get an idea of what your painting style is like as well. Um, you know, a lot of people talk about their play style, but painting style as well is very important. And different textures, what you're better at painting. You know, some people are better. You know, uh, find themselves more comfortable painting armor panels. Um, or, you know, rather than sort of textures and, and flesh and stuff like that. So there's one thing that, you know, I was out of my comfort zone with stuff, and it's why the Dryads didn't come out as well as perhaps they could have in, in my Mixed Order army, um, and how they differed from the Kurnoth Hunters. And it seems weird to talk about armour with Kurnoth Hunters, but they are basically, it's like they've got organic armour on, they've got armour plates to them. Do you know what I mean? There's separation there, and... It's very easy to bring, you know, to distinguish parts. Whereas dryads, they're all sort of like one. They're quite old models as well, so there's not a lot of great definition on. So they are quite a lot harder to paint, especially if you said the guy's into his Horus Heresy. He's probably painted quite a few Space Marines uh, because there's nothing else in the Horus Heresy. Um, so perhaps pick pick something, you know, easy, easy peasy. Go for Stormcast. You know, buy your know, guards on a box set with someone. You know, however, whichever army. You know, it's, it's a quite low entry point. There's lots of different... That's the one good thing about Games Workshop now is it's not like it was even five years ago or even three, four years ago. Um, you know, the entry level is a lot more affordable. And, you know, even if you do build like a 500-point army, you do decide, actually, this is not for me. There's a market out there. Chuck it on eBay. Someone's bound to have it off you. You're only going to lose 10% of what you invested. You know, because someone always, always after painted minis... And, and go and get something that you actually fancy. Yeah, no, that's, that's all good advice. Shame I don't take it myself, isn't it, Matthew? <laughs> <laughs> Who does, eh? Um, so the next question is from Tom Healy, um, and he's asked, how are you going to base your endless spells, super generic, to match your army or something else? Um, so my plan is I'm actually going to do the entire box set to suit my zinch. I'm going to base it just because I'm going to use probably all those spells at some point with the Zinch army. Um, but in general, I actually think maybe the best approach for a lot of people is just 
paint the blazers black. I'd I'd be totally fine with that because I do see them as game pieces. That's definitely what I'd be doing. Yeah. If I did them, yeah, just straight black, just to mix them up. If I changed armies. Yeah. What about you, Rob? What do you What would you do? Um. Yeah. I'd probably theme them to the army only because going what we sort of mentioned just a minute ago is that you know. If it, like I, I, the way I build a list and the way I build an army is I'll have I'm not really you know, I'm going to do an army project and then that, that then that army is done. Um, yeah. You know, very I, I probably won't ever go back to an army unless there's some really cool stuff like a second wave of Sylvaness stuff or something like that. I probably won't go back to my Sylvaness army, my mixed order one. Um, you know, it'd be the same with these chaos armies once they're done, and, and that's why I. Did them the way I did was because I can plug and play Archeon with 1,360 odd points or whatever it is of each god, and I can mix match. So, an endless spell, if I were to include it, sort of not to ramble on too much about it, but if I were to include an endless spell, that would be the endless spell that I'd be using with that army um, for a reason because it worked well with some other you know character in there, and there'd be a combo that. You know that I'd probably been a, not that I'd probably come up with a combo myself. <laughs> It'd probably be off the back of advice from yourself or something, Matt. Yeah. But um, that that would be it, and it would be you know it'd probably be based on the same sort of basing, and I'd probably integrate and, and perhaps convert. You know me, probably would have converted up a little bit to match as well. But uh, yeah, I I think from a purely gaming perspective, if I were to do all of them, I think you're right, having them almost as tokens. So having them yeah. on a generic black base is all good. But if you're going to have it themed as part of a narrative army, then go wild, go nuts, have it on a... It's either one thing or the other. Don't go just generic box art, you know, bit of sand, bit of dry brush, or bit of textured paint. Go, you know, either... I think you either have them as gaming tokens or you have them as fully on your army's basing scheme. And there'll be plenty, you know, they're, they're not going to be, they're not going to break the bank if you want to do a purple sun on ice, you know, on whatever basing. But then, you know, you're doing an army later on down the road. Just go and buy another purple sun. Do you know what I mean? They are. Yeah, I mean, people are splitting them on eBay already. And yeah. actually, um, we had a question from Joe Hadfield, proper old school, not seen him in a little while. So, um, formerly of the Black Sun, um, and Alistair, who's, you know, top lad on Twitter, and he's, he's forever kind of engaging with us and sending questions, which is awesome. They both kind of hit on that saying, sorry, Joe hasn't, but um, Binks, uh, I, I meant to say, sorry, Binks and Alistair have both said, so theming generic endless spells, you kind of mentioned that a little bit. Um, something you'd like to do. Uh, he's mentioned like uh, Stormcast Purple Sun or kind of Oryx Silver Swords. Um, I think that's really cool. I think we're going to see that a lot. I think that's definitely going to be a thing. Yeah, I can imagine it being a thing. Um, it's, it's, it's what I, I do. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. If, if, if it allowed, if it, if it made sense, if it allowed for it, I think having, um, you know, a, a burning head perhaps with a, you, know, you can you can make it into like a it wouldn't be take too much to make it look like a horror a pink horror's head. You know, yeah, give it that sort of bigger jaw and draw line um, oh, and, and whatnot. Or an orc's head and make it painted green. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Plenty out there. I mean yeah. Binks is talking about doing the purple sun, he's got a Fimir army, so giving it just one eye. So yeah, nice. a big purple headed yeah. warrior. That would work for Nurgle as well. Yeah. Give it three eyes. Yeah, so I, I, I think, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, other suggestions, you can go the Iron George, you've got like the Barricade, um, 
you know, you can you just have loads of fucking metallic sheets and stuff, and you know they just summon up this wall wall of iron. Um, I mean, the stuff again, you know, the quicksilver swords. It wouldn't take too much work to kind of cut some of those out and put some iron jaws weapons in there. Um, you could do that with anything. You know, that can go right down to the chaos side. Same with storm casts. You could do that as well, just doing some cheeky kind of weapon swaps in there. Um, Was it with, 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 with the now famous soul snackle shares or whatever they're called. Yeah. Um, like Ian, Ian mentioned a couple of podcasts ago, you know, having zombie arms coming out the ground, yeah. um, that kind of stuff. I mean, obviously, what, it's just a, one thing you need to be careful of is is that they they're, they're readily identical, yeah, yeah of, of what they are, um, and that's where people that's where people's you know people love good hobby, but where it's kind of what you don't, don't want well. is is yeah, you, well, not necessarily even that, you know, the execution doesn't have to be you know top end the idea can be cool it's just not, not doing it for a gamey do you know what I mean like it's gotta be clear yeah and you know you can see you can see a sort of oh this is my orc purple sun it's you know it's half the bloody size or you know I don't know whether that's a, a gaming advantage or not but you know what I mean but I think it will be a case of with something like that it will be done because you don't really need to because the models are out there and easily accessible. Um, yeah. I think that they are so cool and so out there that people will default like me just to be just to use them as they are. But I think over yeah. time, you know, that will change. I can see people using the mirrors and kind of painting like blood mirrors to fit in with their um, their Daughters of Cain army, um, you know. And, you know, you can do things with the bases, you know, talk about the, the snares. If you're doing a Sylvan F army, you could almost have um, like tendrils coming up like vines and things. And you can even wrap them around the actual shackles and kind of, you know, do something along those lines with them. What I I was thinking, and this is an idea with the, um, is it the spell portal, which is the the mirrors? (laughs) You could have it so that the one that is in the enemy's deployment side, the one that you put over sort of towards the enemy, on the side that they're looking at, paint your wizard freehand weirdly i was gonna i was literally gonna think i was thinking of doing something similar but do like a decal of my lord of change yeah so he's just going yeah and then you can almost like on on your side just paint like a generic yeah sort of battlefield you know you put the horizon in and some trees and i think that would be quite that'd be quite cool and i expect people were going to cut it out and put clear acrylic in there um, yeah, you know, I, I can see that being done. So there's, there's definitely an awful lot you can do with these, uh, and I think we're going to see more of it as time goes on. Um, so I mentioned Joe. We'll go back to his question. Um, I've definitely already answered it. Um, so Joe's asked, "What's the one model unit you guys are most excited to paint for your armies because of the new rules?" Mine's the Cursling because he's filth and a nice model. I'm looking forward to use. What about you guys? Anything grabbed your attention? Uh... No, just more of the same at the moment. Um, <laughs> I'm just plodding I'm just, away. I'm just plodding along. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be... The, the rules are, irrelevant. to a certain extent, irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, brilliant. Rob? Well, I think it's just such uh, time with a, a question. Sort of, I think we've got one coming down the line and, and something that I've mentioned already, just the... Uh, uh, Having the extra units of the Chaos Warriors yeah. in, in in the army now, I'm, and I'm half tempted. Um, uh, actually, yeah, I, I was kind of thinking about it because I'll have this. Is more of a way to to make the um, the, to the Baron card kits that 
<laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be chopping up to make them to perhaps do some chaos siege chaos knights instead of the enlightened yeah. potentially maybe um, but I've probably I'm probably going to stick with the with the with the zangle um, on there but yeah just the, having having the sort of dumping the I'm gutted that I've spent too much on marauder shields um, but I'm, I'm sure I can put them to good use in uh, in some other in some other form or fashion yeah um, I mean but yeah just we can roll that into the questions from so it's Phil um, aka Manners um, saying he was hoping to convert the new sacrosanct into Zinch warriors. Uh, what heads should he use? Keeping the models as stock as possible. And then CF Spoon as well as said, favourite models amongst the new Stormcast and Nighthawk uh, range. Uh, any cool ideas for themed conversions for the new factions? So um, if we look yeah, at the well, side I, of thing, what, what do you yeah, think? Yeah, well, the, 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 uh, I think the, the good thing is you've got like the tabards and stuff. They are very rubric aren't they, and as far as the sort of Thousand Suns kind of look to them. Yeah, um, sure. uh, so, you know, perhaps... The thousands yeah. of heads might even just work. Yeah. Well, actually, I um, I got some thousand sun bits because the uh, yeah. the tabard <laughs> on the Chaos Warrior conversion that I've done uh, with the five plate armor as well. Yeah. That's from the Rubric Marines. Um, so it wasn't too hard to pick up a, a set of them, and I, I I picked up some um, uh, to get some bits for my egrim conversion i picked up a box of the it was really silly because i couldn't be bothered to wait for the bits to set up from this american bit seller site so i just went and bought it was like it worked out five pound more if you know after, after postage to just go and buy the the um you get the exalted sorcerer kit for a thousand suns it's like three different like sorcerers it. um now on those and some of the thousand sun ones they have like um like an armoured cow that goes up the back that's like um, I'm, I'm doing sort of hand signals to show what it's like but I realise that we're on a podcast but it's like um, it's, imagine like a big collar but it comes up the back it's like almost Egyptian style right yeah now yeah. they yeah they, they you, you get a lot of them with, with that kit and I'm I'm going to be using them on it's it's one of the part of obviously I put the work in progress picture up of that siege warriors of, warriors of chaos conversion I've done but it's very much a a, a, a start um, I'm going to be adding a lot as I mentioned I'm going to be adding a lot of zinc, more zinchy bits to it um, and that's one of the ideas that I had was to use those cows um, perhaps simplify the helmet a little bit more and have the cows as sort of almost that that sort of to add to that silhouette that you'd normally have with like the more ostentatious helmets I think that would work quite well especially if you're going to go bareheaded which I'm probably going to do on a couple of them um, so that that would work adding something like that um, without obviously adding so obviously you want to keep the, the budget down and just weapon swaps as well like you said there's loads of spare Kyrak acolyte swords and stuff and just a couple of weapon swaps on those on the uh is it the, the what's the paladin ones called the new ones evocators is it or yeah. um you know a couple of just zinchy weapon swaps and obviously just i think it's evocators but could be evocators um but you know a couple of, get rid of the, the stormcast heraldry on them which shouldn't be too hard with it you know, get yourself a mold line scraper because it's got that curved section on it so you can just literally scrape off sort of any details on knee pads or shoulder pads um, you, you left them with a bit of a blank canvas as far as uh, the uh, 
you know, adding those bits to it. Um, I'd recommend if he doesn't already uh, to follow Travis on Twitter uh, at Theonius. 84 i believe maybe i'll we can put the I'll, I'll tweet out from the from our i'll tweet out his twitter handle from our uh, twitter account after this he's done a he's done a great um slave to darkness convert uh, converted army from stormcast and there's some great tips just uh, picking out weapon swaps and head swaps and stuff that he's done with that so that'll probably give you a bit more sort of inspiration as far as just adding if you want to keep the the actual figure itself quite basic just to, you know, I'll give some good inspiration as far as weapon swaps and bits and bobs like that. Basing as well would help. I mean, it's something that you you did really well on your your scene that you've just recently done. That you know, it really helps to add towards that vibe as well, doesn't it? Um, you know, potentially look at basing and the odd little uh, odd little what, brimstone horror on the base, maybe something like that. Yeah, can't go wrong. Uh, you know, so breaks. just to, yeah. So something like that would, would help, I think. Yeah, definitely. And um, to kind of, I actually agree with all your ideas. I think the, the going down the Thousand Sun route is a very good one, particularly because of the uh, the bits box side of things and all these sellers that can. That, they're know. very cheap as well. They're very, they're, they're a very popular army in 40k. Yeah. So, so there's the, you, you can pick up like the tabards like 25p, 25p a bit, you know. Um, I mean, going for CF Spoon's questions, where he's talked about favourite models. I mean, I mean, for the two factions, all the Night Horse stuff, I think is fantastic. I mean, having like an infantry zombie ghost unit is just like a dream of, you know, I, I'm an old school vampire accounts player. And if I had something like that back in the day, oh, I would have creamed my pants. But I love that Lord Executioner. I think he's... Such yeah. a great model for a push together kit. Um, I mean, ideas for themes and conversions. I mean, you've got all the usual stuff with the Stormcasts. You know, you can go, you've got like Ricky Me, for example, who's using Space Wolves and going down that kind of Norse warrior route. Um, I quite like the idea of kind of maybe doing a kind of almost like a Legion of the Damn desk, kind of using all these new skull kits we've got. You've got the GW Skull um, kit. <laughs> um, you've got all the new Ninehawk stuff, which is dirt cheap to pick up. You can make some very cool looking kind of death worshipping avoiding stormcast sorry to interject slightly as well but it's, 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 it's uh, um, we mentioned about like the legion of dams perhaps taking stormcast in a slightly different route um, I don't know if, if Ian I don't know if he had it if it was on I think it was on display at war at the open day that Ian was at um, but a guy called Paul Norton who's one of the army painters for GW who uh uh, actually used to frequent the Swansea Games workshop and I, I, I got to know him through there. Um, I mean, he's, his painting has, has stepped up to a point where it's unbelievable. I mean, he's, his uh, primary stuff that he's knocking out at the moment is unbelievable, but he's started to turn his hand to a, a few um, uh, Stormcast stuff because he, he loves painting the armour and he's Edge Highlighting King. He did the um, the Black Celestin Prime with a skull mask. Yes. So it's like... Oh, yeah. Now that, and he's also done this, uh, a bit of a kit bash. It's a stormcast in like dark in the hallowed nights. Is it the silver? But but dark like the the silver's a little bit darker. But he's done he's done runes on the he's free handed runes down the shield and with like a bit of an OSL glow to them. 
and runes around the, the shoulder pads and like the runes tattooed in the side of the guy's head. And on the tabard, there's like little blood splatters on it. And uh, I'll try and find, I'll, again, I'll, ret- I'll retweet the picture through our account. Yeah. But it just gives like the, the Stormcast, it just gives them a completely different identity. Mm-hmm. And it, it's really, it, it, it's, it's lovely. It's one of the best Stormcasts I've, I've seen. Um, but there, that and his Celestin Prime, the way he's done it with the black, or, you know, it's pretty much, you know, with a, with a free-handed skull over his, over his mask, yeah. you know, a la Legion of the Damned. Um, yeah, it, it, it looks really good. So you can perhaps do something with that. Um, I'm going to be using that Toralon kit with a few of the spare griffin heads that I've got with this Empire griffin kit to do Archeon's bodyguard of the three, unit of three Valkyrie. Like with the female Stormcast. Yeah, oh, that's cool. Um, so I'm going to probably uh, use. I was get. It's either going to use that kit. Or I'm going to. I've got the, uh, the giant eagles that I ordered from GW for the, the the from the Lord of the Rings for the wings on them. Yeah. Um, and either that or use the um, the the guy that use the Griff Charger that comes in the new kit. Um, and use that as a base and sort of repro. Re- repose it so it obviously looks like it's flying not just shove a flying stand up its ass <laughs> um you know do a bit of reposing with that and, and and have those so yeah i think there, there's a few there's certainly a lot of sort of inspiration with with that and i, I think that they're more and more you know especially with the art in that artwork cool with the guy with the broken shield so much that's feels. just the with, with, like the, with the purity so seals sort of coming off him and he's just there he's got the he's, he's almost you know he's got he's all tatted up and stuff and just look his proper proper looks looks good that does yeah, yeah going back to the original question I think my favourite <laughs> um, uh, my favourite of the Stormcast so far it hasn't been released it's the one with the um, introductory magazine Oh, the, the, the Lord Encounter, the, the alternate school bloke. Yeah, with his holding his hand up with the yeah. casting spell. I think I'm sort of like, you sort of think like like Professor X. He's sort of yeah. holding his temple. Uh, no, he's not holding his temple. He, is he hold, no, he's got a oh, staff in one hand and he's like... Come um, the with the other it's one. It's like he's fanning, yeah. out, fanning out the spell. Oh, it's, it's the, um, yeah. the Evocator yeah. Prime, I think, is the one that's casting, like the girl, and she's got her hand. No. Like, yeah, yeah, there is one there, definitely. I saw it the other day. Oh, yeah. Sorry, yeah. it's not the one Ian's talking about, though. No. Yeah. No. So I think that's my favourite model. Um, I'm, the, I'm thinking I'm going to pick that up just to paint. Yeah, I'm um, going to do the same with the Lord, um, the Lord Exorcist. Don't think they're very good in game, but I think he's just an awesome. He's just the guy reading from the book. Yeah, I don't think I've seen. It. Is that the one that's very very stoic? It's in the pre-order now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the one I don't like. All oh, right, I just, love. Oh, I love him. Don't know, just don't. Um, I had a night conversion idea for the night haunt um, because I don't particularly like the what's the the one is it is it the chain masps or the ones where there's loads yeah. of them? Yeah, I don't particularly like the fact that they've got skulls. Right. Um, like as part of the ghost, because in my head, if they're ghosts, they should be, Faceless. you know, either either faceless or have a face. What is not it? have what a face? This episode. I don't know. Um, so I was thinking maybe um, um, switch their skull face for um, the, some of the masks from the Harlequins kit from 40k. That'd be very cool. And then just paint them as like rusty metal, a bit like the um, is it chain rasps. 
and I'd be the sort of he almost going down the Venetian court thing that Chris did, didn't it, in that regard? A little bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think that would work quite nicely, and yeah. it sort of ties in with some of the other night on stuff that the faces are just all metal mask. But um, that's very cool. I like that. That's all the main questions. There was one that I saved, um, which wasn't a listener question for this episode, um, which I think is an interesting one. I've kind of been mulling it over a little bit. So it's from a guy called uh, Projectionist. Um, and he said, would love to hear your opinions on what appears to be an all push fit future for the GW models. I'm pretty new to the hobby. and painting sub assemblies. So things like behind Stormcast Shields. It seems the new models will make this much harder. Thoughts? So do we think GW is going to go push fit? 100%? I think they, um, I think they could eventually... Um, you know, with the technology and stuff, but I think that there's some models, especially with the way that they are getting more, you know, with the 3D modeling and stuff and the way that they're, you know, they're going with, with some of it. I just don't think you, you, you could. I mean, I, especially some of the Nighthorn stuff, I couldn't imagine the, them being able to do the black coach as push fit. Yeah. Could you? Do you know what I mean just because the way the the way I mean maybe you could I mean I'm I'm looking I'm sort of looking at the mod you know, could you do I mean I guess dryads yeah I'm just looking at my cabinet now you know there, there's a lot of models that you could it conceivably do it the way that sprues work and how they can machine them and stuff like that but with yeah but maybe maybe I think I think it's head in that way can you look at some of the um, some of the shade spire stuff, yeah. and I wouldn't have thought I wouldn't have thought the skeletons would be able to do push fit, but it, you actually can. Like this purple guard are all push fit, and they are all quite delicate models. Well, and it doesn't seem they... to. Sorry, go on, go on, it, it, it doesn't seem to impact the um, how dynamic the model is, how detailed it is. So I think it's um, it's potential that it's going to go in that direction. The kits are becoming more um, single pores. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, the, the, anyway. the, we, we, we kind of you, you can, it echoes back to even some of the eighth edition releases when they started with stuff like the, um, the Dark Elf range, wasn't it? With the with the riders and and having you know, whereas you went from sort of Hell Striders and Skull Crushers, where you know, skull crushes kind of almost had the the legs. You know, you could only put them in, but the arms, you know, were were poseable, and you could move the bodies and all the rest of it. I think now with um, you know, with the, the uh, is it the warlocks and stuff like that, you could only you know, it's only certain arms would go with certain bodies, and you know, people were when when they first started to go down that route, people were you know, rather than back in the day where you could clip everything off the sprue and go right. Let's get stuck in and clip everything off the sprue now and go, fuck, you know, arm, arm D and E have to go with torso C and they can't go. I mean, obviously they can, you know, with a bit of clipping and gluing and, and what green stuff and whatnot. You can make any kit go together um, or any amount of different kits go together. Um, but I think that sort of, if they've, it's actually a really good question because I, I, I think that, um, you know, the, the least, the less poseable and less options you have for these kits, the more they lend themselves to then being 
only built a certain way, therefore can they manufacture the technologies obviously there where like Ian said with the shades and stuff and I didn't actually that's a really good point I didn't actually think of that and how delicate I mean I know that the the thing is there's one kit and I haven't actually put the kit together myself so I might be wrong on this but from what I've heard um, the stuff like the Necromunda kits yeah they're they only go together a certain way and certain arms are within but then you get options yeah different faces different weapons that can be put in that arm you know it's not that you can arm a arm b and arm c all can be used on the same kit it's only arm a but you get 20 different weapons that you can then stick in arm a mm-hmm. do you know what i mean to to, to customize your models and obviously different faces and i think that's probably more where they'll potentially go because yeah. they were similar to in uh, the death watch game have you built yeah. that? It's got the the jeans dealer aberrant. Yeah. Where it's got the same arms, but you attach them onto different models, and the pose completely changes. Mm-hmm. See, so I think that could be something they intend to do in the future. Yeah. See, I think the answer is no. I don't think we're going to see a wholly push fit GW future. I think the reason for that is I think it's actually they're harder to develop. So I think GW is doing the right thing and moving away from the old school kind of Chaos Warrior kit um, when they first did, you know, the height of their multi-pose. And as Rob said, you click, clip, clip everything off a sprue and build them. And I think you compromise the overall looks and the coolness and the poses you can get with the models through that. And then you've got the extreme where you've got the push fit stuff. Um, which is very good. But I think, again, I think the amount of work that has to go into those, and also when you think about where they're using it, it's all about accessibility. So it's about Shadespire. So Shadespire is appealing to people who necessarily don't play, you know, uh, tabletop miniatures games. You know, they they can take it on as the next step up from something like Magic. Um, It appeals to that market as well. Uh, The starter sets make sense for them to be built because people can just pick up the starter set and use it as a gateway in. And I think you can already tell through the releases, you can see that the new box sets that are coming out, so you've got the new Evocator box, it's pretty clear that that's not going to be an easy-to-build box. I think it has its own limitations. So the easy-to-build miniatures aren't perfect, (coughs) but they're very good. So I think they're getting that balance right of actually providing a product that we want for the right audience i think they're spot on with that so necromunda people want customizable models that look awesome they've done that yeah the fiddly um you know there's a lot of small details a lot of interchangeability but they've done exactly what really necromunda is all about that's that's my thought so my answer would be no but i think we are going to see plenty of push fit in the future That's probably the. That's probably realistically what's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah. Push fit where it's plausible, and then, but not a hundred percent. Awesome. Well, that's all the list of questions answered for, for another little episode of the the, the three of us. Just the three of us. Um, anything else you chaps want to add before we um, we wrap it up for the night? No, don't think so. No. Rob's up. I'm good. <laughs> awesome so um, again I don't have a guest spot lined up for the next episode um, so if you are 
you're listening to this and you're interested in coming on, do let me know. I do have some people on the back burner, uh, but nobody pressing at the moment. So that will be a recording after Boss Fest. So um, that would be good to record for sure, for sure. Um, so do make sure to f- f- check us out in the usual places. Obviously, Pro Painted um, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, um, obviously our website. The blog posts are there aren't any blog posts at the moment because that's all going to change that's going to be hosted separately so there's some exciting developments coming including all our merch as well so we're going to have some um combat gauges and measuring sticks and all sorts coming up soon so keep your eyes open for those but thanks for listening again and um yeah hopefully we'll speak again in a couple of weeks bye 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 bye